Thank you. Are you guys excited about that school of worship? Um, I, I make a joyful noise to the Lord so nobody gives me a microphone during worship. That's a good thing. But I'm going to be here because I think that we can all get something out of learning a heart of worship, a heart of it, releasing the creative arts in our, in our city, in our region, in our church, in our families, in our communities. So um, you guys ready this morning? I get to share the word of the Lord. It's such an honor and a privilege for me to be able to come in, up into this place and share with you guys. So I, I, take, I don't take it lightly, and I just love to just hear God's voice. Um, I'm going to talk about something Chris said when he was up here, and he doesn't know that I'm going to talk about this. But he said, he said there's an, a, a father, an apostolic father in this house that releases people into destiny. Um, and he, from experience, we've had lots of conversations with Chris and Carly and, and a lot of our leaders, they feel like because of the kind of person that my husband is and that I'm learning to be, that people can be released into their destiny because they have real moms and dads. Because moms and dads release us into our destiny. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Um, I just want to talk about a culture, a parenting culture. And we, we hear these things that these, these lingos in the church that we don't, might not understand. And I'm going to talk about that this morning. And I'm going to take about 20 minutes and talk about what a parenting culture looks like. Is that okay? Can we pray really quick and posture our hearts? Here's how you posture your heart. You say, God, here's my heart. And I, I see it like, um, I'm a little strange. I'm visual, like, um, like signals, like signals with my heart to heaven. I know that's strange. That's okay. God, I posture my heart to you right now. Mm -hmm. Have your way in this place this morning. I honor every person. I honor every person that comes here, God. And I just pray that you would just speak your word true through me in Jesus name. Amen. So as we're talking about a parenting culture, of course, it's Mother's Day. So I'm going to take a story in the Bible that I think is an amazing story of parent of a parenting culture. And it's a story of Ruth and Naomi. Um, I, I take that story because I'm a mom and it's a story of a mom and a daughter. And um, and so I'm not really probably going to read a lot of the verses because I could take about 10 minutes and read the whole thing. But. I would just bore you guys. I'd lose your attention. So you go home and read the whole book of Ruth. It's four chapters. It's really easy. Um, but I'm going to talk about that story and I'm just going to highlight some things. Is that okay? Um, when we talk about what it looks like to have a parenting culture, we're talking from the perspective of not just my parents that give birth to me and the children I give birth to. I'm talking about legacies of moms and dads that bring you into their heart of, of children that you bring into your heart that you might not necessarily give birth to. So, um, when I'm talking about Ruth and Naomi, the story of Ruth and Naomi goes like this. Naomi had two sons and a husband, and there was a famine, both her sons and her husband died and her, her husband, her sons were married to two women and the women's names were Ruth and Orpha and Ruth and Orpha had no children yet. So here's Naomi. She has no husband. She has no children and her two daughters, daughter-in-laws have no children. So she says, I release you go home, find a husband because there's no reason for you not to have an inheritance and a legacy just because I don't have sons. So she released them and she said, go. And Ruth said, 
wait a minute. I'm not going to go. I want, I cling to you, Naomi. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is parenting is not just a result of birth, but it's a result of a love and a commitment. Naomi took Ruth regardless of her, of her blood. She took her and she said, it doesn't matter that I didn't give birth to you. I'm going to take you as my daughter. And I think about my own life. I have four beautiful children. They're the most amazing, beautiful kids ever created on the planet. If you want to see them, they're in the back room. Just go look. If you want to see the most beautiful children, say, um, which ones are Rochelle's kids? Because I just want to look at you. Um, but those are not my only kids. Um, I was thinking this morning and what an honor it is to, to be married to my husband, to be a mom of this house. And all of the texts I already got today saying, happy, happy Mother's Day, Mom. From some ladies that are older than me, some that are younger, and lots that I didn't give birth to. And that's what it looks like to be, have a parenting culture. It says, I pull you into my heart. I don't have to give birth to you, but I pull you into my heart. And that's what we're learning as a people is to, 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 to grab a hold of the next generation and just say, I pull you into my heart. The next thing I see in this story is Naomi is Ruth. She said, no, I'm going to go with you. See, Orpha chose her home. She said, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go to the people that I know. I'm going to go to the, the, um, the circumstances that are familiar to me. I'm going to go back to my own people. And Ruth said, this is what she said. Oh, so good. Um, I'm skipping down a little bit, I think in my notes, she said, your God will be my God. If you read in, in, um, in Ruth chapter, you know, I'm going to read this verse. I'm going to read this verse chapter one, verses 16. Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or turn back from following you for where you go. I will go where you lodge. I will lodge your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me and worse if anything but death parts you and me. She was committed to pursuing her mom. See, a parenting culture has sons and daughters that pursue moms and dads. Pursue moms and dads. I know for my own life, I pursue moms. I, I pick the most probably busy, most pursued women that are leaders of women's ministry. And I pursue them. I don't know how I got their tech, their phone numbers, but I text them. I mess with them. I pursue them. I just keep pursuing them. And they're like, who is this little girl from this little town in Henderson? And I will keep pursuing moms because I'm holding on for destiny. I'm grabbing hold of inheritance. I want my want a, an inheritance from a mom and a dad. And I want, I'm going to pull on it. I know with Wendell and his wife, Loretta, I pull on their inheritance. There's so much in them. There's so much they've gone through. They've fought for, they've broken through. If I pull on their inheritance, guess what I get to do? Come in underneath it. I don't have to work for what they worked for. That's the smart thing about being children. We understand that if we pull on moms and dads, I don't have to work for what they worked for. My children, my birth children know that everything I have is theirs. They don't have to work for what I worked for. They just get it. 
That's, that's the blessing of children. But Ruth pursued her mom. She pursued them. When, um, um, when, when we pursue our moms and dads, we honor with our actions. She said, where you go, I'll go. Where you lay your head to rest, I'm going to lay my head to rest. Where, whoever your God is, that's going to be my God. She, she pursued and honored her with her actions. When Ruth said, go sit at the threshing floor. I mean, when Naomi told Ruth to sit at the threshing floor, Ruth said, I'll go. I'll go. The next thing I see is moms and dads push us into destiny and lead by example. Naomi taught Ruth that her own value was so, was so big, is so much bigger than she thought it was, and her value for others that she needed to increase that. If you go to Ruth chapter 3, when, Ru- when Naomi tells um, I'm not going to read it, but Naomi tells um, Ruth that, that Boaz is a part of our family. See, what happened was Ruth saw this man. She's like, if I can go work for him, I can provide for me and Naomi. If I can go work for him, I can, I can provide for us. We'll have, we'll have some place to lay our head. And Ruth and Naomi taught Ruth that you're that valuable. You're so valuable that if, that if Boaz chose you, you're worth it. What happens is when we pursue our moms and dads, they bring us up into a level that we require more for our lives than what we've been, been in the past. See, she was a Moabite woman. She, was, she should have not been honored to marry a man like Boaz. But because Naomi pulled her into destiny, she said, I deserve that. Moms and dads teach you what your value is. And you won't settle for less. If you have a mom and a dad that's telling you don't settle, it's because they understand your value. Moms and dads teach us our value. Um, I'm going to talk to us for a second about some of the women in my life that have deposited into me. And I look around the room and I can, I mean, I can name so many women. My grandma, my aunt is here, but I can name so many women that have taught me so many things. But for the sake of this story, I'm going to talk about a few women. Um, my grandma Vovo, she's, um, she's Brazilian. She's from, she's from Brazil. And when she, um, when she left Brazil, she fled an abusive man. Because in Brazil, their culture doesn't let women leave husbands that are abusive. Um, it's just that kind of culture. And I think probably things have changed in the last 40 years or so, but um, 50, I guess. Anyways, so she leaves Brazil, and she goes to Puerto Rico with my, um, with my, my dad and my aunt. And she raised her kid in Puerto Rico for a few years and had another daughter. And then she came to the United States and we talk about the American dream. You guys have heard the American dream, right? You go from nothing to something. Well, my grandma lived the American dream and I'm just going to kind of keep it really simple because it's really cool for this story. But, um, but she had three kids, single mom, didn't have a job and comes to Las Vegas and she was trying to get a job. So her friends, and the, there was a church that was helping her. She was raised Catholic. So there's a Catholic church. They said, you can go and you can get assistance from the state. So she went and she got, um, you know, food stamps and money and stuff like that so that she could find a job and take care of her three kids. And, um, and the story goes like this. She finds a job within 30 days. She finds a job cocktail waitressing. 
And the check comes in from the government the next month because she didn't let, she, it hasn't kicked in the system yet that you have a job so you don't get your money yet. So she takes the check from the government and she takes it back to the welfare office and she says, I have a job. This isn't mine. That's, that's a, that's a strong independent person. It says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pull off the system longer than I need to. And they said, we don't want it. It's made out to you. That's not our money. It's your money. She's like, it's not my money. I have a job. It's your money. You take it. So she worked her way through, through getting off welfare, buying a house, getting in. And now she has her master's degree. She speaks five languages. She, she graduated. I mean, she retired as a, as a teacher in the in the city of Las Vegas and she raised her kids and lived the American dream. I was texting her this morning and I said, I'm going to talk about you. Is that okay? She's like, what are you going to scare your people? What are you going to say? She's a little crazy and we've not always agreed, but that's, that's okay. Cause she's taught me a lot about being strong. And she said to me, she said, she said, I was in a sink or swim or a, a swim or sink position. I chose to swim. I said, well, well, not everybody chooses to swim. And she said, she said, well, I never did anything without God telling me to do it first. And I said, so good, so good. And I, and I want, I value her because what she taught me be strong in your circumstances. No matter what happens, you get up because you can do it. Rochelle, you get up because you can do it. There's opportunities for you. Um, the next person in my life and, and, um, she's the biggest example of what it means to live beyond your circumstances. She's my mama. She's been through so much. She raised three girls all by herself. She's one of the strongest women I know. She doesn't get credit for it, but she's one of the strongest women I know. And you know, she taught me the most valuable thing. The most valuable thing my mom taught me is you always worship. No matter what your circumstance, you go to the feet of Jesus because he will bring you out of every storm. If you go talk to my mom for five minutes, you will know how much she loves Jesus. Five minutes. That's all you have to talk to her. Yeah. But she loves the Lord. And she taught me at a young age, at a young age, we could have nothing in our cupboards. We could have no food. We could have no power. We could have no car. And we would still worship the Lord. And she would still say, God provides every need. She taught us that value. She taught us that at a young age. And then um, as a wife and as a mom and as a pastor's wife, I, I found myself lost about two years ago. Just lost. Just feeling like I can't live up to anybody's, anybody's um, idea of what I'm supposed to look like. Like, honestly, just being super real, my house is rarely ever clean. I have four children. Isn't my house always supposed to be clean as a pastor's wife? Isn't that what you guys think? You're going to come to my house and I'm going to have like dinner and I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to look great. My kids are going to act perfect and my house is going to be immaculate. If you've ever been to my house, it's not like that. It's not. But I met this woman who empowered me as a wife and a mom and said things to me that caused me 
to fall in line with my destiny. And her name is Debbie Titus. And she probably has no idea the impact she has on some, some girl in, in Henderson, Nevada. But I love her. And I pull on her. She taught me honor for my husband. She taught me the value of what it looked like to just value people. So we all have women in our lives. We all have, and men, you have men in your lives that teach you things. You don't always have to agree with them, but pull on what they've taught you and carry that legacy to the next generations. I will carry out my mom's legacy of no matter what, I will worship the Lord to my children. I will carry it out and they will carry it to their children because you live the legacy of your parents. I want to talk just as we close just for a moment of what happens when we, when we have parents, what happens when we really value the people in our lives, what happens when we really are children that pull when we're sons and daughters and we pull on moms and dads. I want to be a son and daughter and pull on my moms and dads. The story in Ruth in, in, um, Ruth chapter four goes like this. Boaz saw Ruth at the threshing floor at his feet one night. And he saw her value. But he said, wait a minute. I'm not next in line to marry you. But because Naomi taught her value, Naomi taught her to, to, to require the best. She said, well, what are we going to do about it? And he said, I know what to do. So the story goes, he takes her before the man, the next one in line that can marry her. And he says, can you afford to take Naomi and all of Naomi's belongings, all of, they had to, they had to purchase it. That was the requirement for the, the law is you had to purchase another man's inheritance for you to take it as your own and the next in line in the family. And the man said, I don't, I can't afford that. Boaz says, well, can I purchase it if I have the finances to purchase it? And the man says, yes. So in front of everybody, he purchases all of Naomi and Naomi's stuff which included Ruth, but because of love, he said, I'm going to do it right because of honor and value. He said, I'm going to purchase her so that she doesn't ever have to carry a reproach. See moms and dads teach us that when we're valued, we don't carry a reproach. We don't carry the stigma, the, uh, the, the, the names that people put on us. We don't carry that because moms and dads teach us our value. Ruth was purchased for a great price and she will never carry reproach because of it. The next thing I see is that the men, the men in the, in the, in the congregation of meeting or whatever they call it, they honored this woman, Ruth, a Moabite woman. They honored her the way they honored Rachel and Leah as an, as a Hebrew, as a, they honored her. They said, what? we will honor you and lift you up the way we do Rachel and Leah. And I thought about that. I thought, wow, how God takes us from nothing, makes us something because of honor. And he gets the glory. But look at the place of elevation that God brought her to. Such honor God brought her to. Honor aligns our hearts and our lives so that we can receive inheritance. And we can receive inheritance we never worked for. And so honor does. If I honor a mom and a dad, I get to receive an inheritance that I didn't work a day for. That's what honor does in our lives.
the last thing that she received was a kingdom inheritance. See, Naomi had no chance for offspring. Naomi's had no chance for her, her heritage to be lived out through children's children because her sons died. Let me tell you, God brought somebody in her life that said, no, wait a minute. You can live your inheritance through me because I'm your daughter. So if you're in this place this morning and you feel like I don't have anything to give, I don't have anybody to give it to. And you feel like Naomi, God will bring you Ruth. Maybe you feel like Ruth and you feel like I have nothing and nobody. I have no mom. I have no dad. I don't have children. I don't have anything. Watch what God can do when you honor a mom and a dad. Because out of the lineage of Ruth came Jesus. Kingdom blessing can be restored in your lineage. Kingdom blessing can be restored in your heritage through honor. Through honor. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for what you've taught me, for your word, for your grace, and for this church and these people. I thank you for for sons and daughters that call me mom when I never gave birth to them. I thank you for moms and dads in my life that teach me strength, honor, and truth. That teach me to, to pursue righteousness, to pursue you, God. And I pray right now in this moment that our hearts would align with honor. Our hearts would align with our fathers and mothers. Our hearts would align with our sons and daughters. And you would restore all those things. That your kingdom would come in the earth through it. That your kingdom would come. We love you, we love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Who has saved me from God wants to restore all things. I feel like there might be some people in here. You're brokenhearted. Maybe you're broken because your children have walked away from the Lord. Maybe you're broken because you say the parents I have are a mess. There's nothing good in them. And let me tell you, God can restore that to you. There's moms and dads in this house that can teach you how to be a man, that can teach you how to be a daughter. And there's sons and daughters that need a mom and a dad. Open your eyes to see what God has in your midst. Open your eyes to see what he has for you. The legacy and inheritance that God wants to wants to leave through you and wants you to receive through honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. I want to have... Um, in closing, I want to have our, our prayer team and our, our pastors, if you guys could just come up. And I just want them to be available for you for work, uh, for prayer. So just, yeah, just come stand up. And, yeah. and if you need, if you need prayer, if you need somebody to talk to, just come on up and just find somebody. And, um, and so I'm going to open that up. And so if you just want somebody to pray with you, 
you feel like you, you need to come home to the Lord. You need to receive this word. Just receive it that way. And everybody else, if you just want to close your eyes, I'm going to dismiss and bless you. Father, I pray, I pray blessing on every person in this place. Receive the love of God. Receive the love of the Father. I bless you. I bless you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed. And um, if you need prayer, just come on up and find somebody to pray with.